This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. Hey, hey, it's Blair. And we're just going to jump right into it today. We are talking with a author of a book called P.S. We Made This, and she's going to give us some great ideas about just kickstarting creativity in our home. Blair, you are an arts and crafts person. This one was right up my alley. Erica Domasek is the author of this awesome book, and it's all about just like putting our screens down. Getting into different arts and crafts, she's got these amazing call-outs on like old school projects, what part of our brains it's tickling. I love a good brain tickle. I love a good brain tickle. And it's also all about like using materials that you have in your house. It's not about going to Michael's and buying up the whole store. It's about just doing it with what you got. Yes. And we're going to get into this and more with Erica right now. Let's get into this. Welcome back, everybody, to Toddler Purgatory where today we are talking with Erica Domasek. She is the original queen of DIY. Yes, queen. OG. 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 OQ, actually. A social media maven and an extremely cool and crafty parent. Oh, gosh, this is what I aspire to be as an extremely cool or crafty parent, either one. (laughs) She's the founder of the innovative DIY lifestyle brand PS I Made This, which launched in 2009. She's a distinguished expert in the areas of design and style, as well as a leader in brand marketing for 15 years. She's appeared on a bajillion... TV shows and in publications, including the Today Show, Martha Stewart, E! News, among many others. Her book, P.S. We Made This, Super Fun Crafts That Grow Smarter and Healthier Kids, came out this year in October, and it follows in the footsteps of her first two books, offering creative and colorful at-home projects, but now invites the whole family to join in the fun. Welcome, Erica. That's an intro. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, you've done so many good things that I was trying to think of how to make the intro shorter, and I refuse. I simply refuse. Can do it. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Well, that's a great way to start the day. Thank you, guys. It's awesome to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. Can you tell us, somebody who does not have craftiness come to them naturally, how did you become crafty? Have you always been crafty? Tell me your secrets. Oh, gosh. I think that we are all born with just some intrinsic, like a desire to do something and excel in something. And I have been tinkering since the top. I mean, I, my earliest memories in my life of like getting in trouble have to do with arts and crafts. I just, that's what I gravitated towards as a kid. You know, I got punished for spilling hot pink paint on a big oversized teddy bear at a friend's house. My mom tells a story of when I was really young, I used <laughs> Sharpies to draw on our new wall because I yes. thought it was like a canvas. There you go. There but you go. I was the kid who just always was creating, you know? I did arts and crafts at camp. And, you know, I would not say I was the best student academically, but when we had to do, you know, a visual presentation, you know, remember dioramas, by the way, with like, do kids still do dioramas? I don't know. But the like, that's when I just was like, I put everything into it. And, you know, I think that I'm grateful that my parents definitely saw that I loved all things 
arts and crafts and really just kind of like let me be that person, you know? I mean, I was into sports and stuff too, but that was kind of my thing. I was always crafty and creative. And I think crafty to me can mean a lot of different things, by the way. It doesn't have to mean art, artistic. Crafty can just mean, you know, figuring out stuff, right? And I'm not good at math, but I always say I do craft math. Like I can like reverse engineer. You want to make it? Okay. Well, maybe if we get some, get some straws, some tape and maybe, you know, so I'm not the most artistic to be very clear, but yeah, I like arts and crafts. It's always, I say there's DIY in my DNA. (laughs) Did you study it in school or? I mean, no, just, I mean, I had like random art classes, but I went to college. I actually came from the fashion industry. I went to school for fashion and business. When I was in school, I actually had a jewelry line. So I was, and I was selling jewelry. I was, I had trunk shows at Saks Fifth Avenue. I was going to Condé Nast to meet editors. I was taking meetings with buyers and I couldn't even have an actual cocktail, but I was still ordering them. Don't tell. Um, (laughs) So I'm a marketer. I'm definitely, I'm a marketer. I like talking to people. Well, one thing you said that stood out to me, you said, I'm not the most artistic person. And I think that's really important for people to hear who don't think of themselves as artistic. And yet, you know, you can be crafty, you can be artsy, you can have tendencies or you want to do crafts, but you think to yourself, oh, I can't, I'm not artistic. So I like that you distinguished between that because I think that might be a roadblock for some people. Yeah, I think you have to. And I think that parents get discouraged because at this point in life, like, oh, I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. And I think especially in this day and age when the term Pinterest mom is a thing and you have all these like mommy bloggers who are like, look what I made today. We are making matcha tea, gingerbread latte figurines that do ballet. Like, Who does that? Like, I don't do that, to be clear, you know? And I think it's really important to give yourself a break and realize the reason why you're doing arts and crafts with your kids, it's not about you. It's about them, right? And it doesn't take a lot. I mean, studies show that if you literally spend 20 minutes with your child, no phones, if you give them undivided attention for all you need to give them is, this is like, I mean... I don't want to say I don't quote me on it really, but I've been told that like 20 minutes a week undivided attention fills their soul. That's insane. I'm not saying a day. I'm saying a week, 20 minutes undivided attention. Like I was told that. And again, I don't know if it's true, but somebody told me that and I was like, okay. But the truth is that it doesn't, it's not about you. It's about them. And they don't know any different. They just want to be with their parents. They want to use their imagination. And our job as parents is to help them thrive. And that's what it's about. So, you know, I could go on forever, but it's not my podcast. It's yours. But I just think that it is our job to help kids be the best version of themselves. And it's not about being artistic. It's about having fun, using imagination. And while you do that and you make things, you can tap into other things like math, imaginary play, you can learn about sustainability. I mean, there's so many cool things from just being creative that you do learn. I love that in your book, how you like tag different things, like the different call outs and whatnot of what the different projects are tapping into. I love that. Oh, thank you. That was, well, that was the whole thing. This book came to be about when I was, I had my son and, you know, you do classes like music class and there's, 
this class and basically everything is like if you give your kid x they'll thrive in y way right it's like oh feed them this and then that'll help with this or like oh if you do and it was just like the power of suggestions amazing but then I started realizing like also on the retail side, like, oh, buy this because this will help them sleep. And it was just all of this stuff of being a new parent. And I started realizing like no one's really talking about creativity, like finger painting, like meh, like that's just like basic. And I'm not trying to have them like carve wood at 12 months old, but I just started looking and there were no cool books about arts and crafts or even cooking. And I was like, should I do this? And then the pandemic hit and I had everyone reaching out to me being like, what do I do? Remember, couldn't order from stores. Shipping was like not a thing. It was like taking three weeks. We couldn't go to the stores. I had, what do you call it? I mean, I was like a (laughs) drug dealer, but for arts and crafts. Like, no, this is true. I had bags. It didn't matter who you were. I had like Sarah Michelle Geller come to my house like once every two weeks to like my just regular neighbors, my friends, my best friend would be texting me. Okay, what am I doing today with Brody? Like, and it wasn't that I'm the most creative But people just were like, what can I use? What do I already have? And that's when I was like, oh, this book is on. And I told my mom and I said, hey, I think I'm writing another book, a kid's book. And she said, why? Everything's already online. And I was like, exactly. And that's when I was like, we actually need to pick up something with our kids that is not a screen and go through it. And that's when I was like, but what else can we do? And I partnered up with her name's Dr. Laurel Felt. And I got excited because like Felt's her last name. So I'm like, ooh, Felt, this makes sense. And, but she is an expert in childhood development and play. And we went through and I was like, the developmental takeaways when you do arts and crafts, like to me, it's a no brainer, but I just wanted to show parents like that your kids are thriving. So we really tagged them back to Blair's original question. I coming back around to it about all the developmental takeaways. Every single project has real life developmental takeaways from literacy to building character skills, spatial recognition, appreciation for nature. And that it's not just a crafts book. It's not just about spending time with your kids. It's, you know, there's a little bit of something for everyone. For sure. And it being for everyone is another thing I really liked about it, that level of scarcity that we had during the pandemic when we couldn't get supplies, we couldn't get stuff. Flipping through this book, I loved your sources for all your things were essentially your recyclables. Like it is so, this book is so great. If people are experiencing scarcity because of lack of funds, because of a pandemic, because they maybe live remotely or what have you, this is stuff. So many of the projects that are in here, you can do from almost what you already have. A lot of times it is from what you already have. It's great. And you probably don't even realize it, but that's how the book's broken down. So the first chapter is called Special Delivery, All Things Cardboard Boxes, because like we all get boxes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then it's things you have in your house, toilet paper rolls, cereal boxes, wooden spoons, like things you can use, you know, all the, there's so many, the great outdoors, things that you can use from the outdoors to, so it's not about going to the store to your point, Molly. It's not about spending money. It's about spending time just like using what you have, being resourceful, like all those things. Ah, I loved it. Now you have a four-year-old who you're raising there in California. So you don't have too much of an issue of snow like we do here in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. But when you are trapped inside for whatever reason, or, you know, if whether it's because of weather or something else, sometimes you're still going to get some resistance from your kids. Do you have any hot tips for your other parents who have two, three, four, five-year-olds 
for getting them not even away from the screens, but excited about crafting? I don't just think it's about crafting. I use this book and I hope it's just a launch pad for parents to just think creatively about getting your kids away from screens. And let me tell you, my kid loves a screen. And again, he's almost four. So he's not actually getting out duct tape and a craft knife himself and just like, mom, let me go saw down some cardboard. So I, for him, will start a lot of like the bigger builds of like, oh, let's make a shoot for your race cars to go through. Or I will literally take a long tube box and being like, oh, let's race trucks. I mean, I'm not making a whole world. It's just about thinking, what can we use? Because I know that that works for him, right? And I just think you have to know what works for your kid. We were literally playing spa this morning. And he wanted me to put on a bathrobe and put cucumbers on my eyes. And like, to me, that's also like creativity using your imagination. So I think any way you do it to be like, hey, should we play this? Hey, should we use this thing that we have? It's a great way to engage with your kids and put your phone down too. So parents are just as guilty as kids. It's so funny that you say that this is a Kickstarter for parents' brains. This morning, I used that blow dryer that's Revlon. It's like one step. It blow dries your hair and round brushes it at the same time. And I'm not kidding you, Erica. I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to save this box. This is a great shape. My son will love this because I'm telling you because I read your book. Oh, I love that. I mean, I literally have saved. I think we finally threw it out last night because my husband was like, can we get rid of this? (laughs) I got this PR box from William Sonoma, which had all this cool stuff with like all the stuff in it. And it had, it was a wooden crate with all of these spongy insert things. And we kept that. And that became... I have no idea where this came from. My son has made up the word. If any listener knows what this means, he's made up a song called Alavania. And and this was his Alavania show. Please write in, call in. If anybody can know where he is from a show, where did this come from? And that insert, he would put each one of a stuffed animal in there. He'd be like, it's time for the Alavania show. And we're like, (laughs) okay. And I would introduce him. So to introduce him, I would get a paper towel, And that would be my microphone. Sometimes I'm not like really even making the microphone with the tape and the foil. You know, it can be lo-fi. But anyway, and I would introduce them. A pencil, a pencil, whatever. Yeah. And he would do his Alavania show, which by the way, because we have time, I will just do the show for you real quick. (laughs) Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Alavania. Alavania. Yes. Oh, that's such a good show. That's amazing. That is. Wow. Nicely done. Really good. I know you guys are your actors, so I don't know if like you know any like bit parts coming up, but we'll toss our agents. We'll toss our agents. <laughs> oh, for sure. Alavania. For your consideration. Alavania for your consideration. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll be right back with more from Erica Domasek on Toddler Purgatory. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. 
I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. It's January, and for me, that means New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but eating more healthy foods is always on the top of my goal list. Eating healthy is now easier with Hungry Root, and right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Hungry Root makes it easy to eat healthy. They support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan-vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. I love that Hungry Root recommends recipes and groceries based on my taste. I like to take their suggestions, and I always love what I get. My favorite are their burritos. I can quickly heat up a burrito and have lunch with no hassle. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash toddler. Don't forget to use our link so they'll know we sent you. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. So speaking of these wonderful creative minds that we have surrounding us, these little ones, Blair and I talking about this book, we have, there are so many cool little projects. Do you have any favorites that stand out to you that you'd like to talk about? I don't have a favorite. It sounds silly, but I just love all these projects to be, and I've done them. I've made them all, you know, the idea, I mean, there's things that are more time consuming, like this is a project it's next level, but taking your vegetables, like cucumbers and peppers and making them into little trains like that will take more time but there are quickie things you can do too but that's something cool that you could do for like a party or something oh my god so many things yeah i mean to the point of those like like literally using scrap paper and making picasso faces with your kids i love that i love that one you can tie-dye without having to tie-dye by literally taking markers like sharpies and taking just alcohol and spraying it and it turns into like tie-dye. The coolest designs on sneakers, on 
t-shirts, whatever. A hundred percent. I mean, there's cloud soaps in here. Literally all you do is microwave a bar of soap and that blows kids' minds. (laughs) It just blew mine. That's amazing. And you're probably like, well, why are you doing that? It's cool for kids to have something go from looking like one thing to a whole other thing. And you can actually use the soap and put in the bath. But, you know, leaning into STEM projects, get their minds going to be creative and, you know, tickling all those curiosity bones. Short story long. I love them all. (laughs) Well, one thing I really loved about it is you start looking at your kitchen differently. You start looking at the pile of recycle of Amazon boxes differently. And I love that change that just kickstart, like you said, is the perfect word. It kickstarts how you think about adding more creativity into your kid's life. And your kid will be excited about it. My son always says, why don't we do an art project? Why don't we do an art project? And our project is just taking the papers and markers out and the glue and the sequence or whatever it is. And yeah, but next time he does that, you'll be like, you know what? I said this to Drew Barrymore recently because I did her show. And I said this to her because I'm saying this because it doesn't matter who you are. You have the same problem. When you do your laundry, why are we always missing a sock? And we literally will like have orphan socks. And she's like, I can't tell you how many orphan socks we have, right? Orphan socks. Take one of those socks, turn them into a fun little caterpillar. Like, I mean, I don't know what page it's on. You got to get the book, but you know, but it's just like using to your point, you're right, Molly, just Mm -hmm. thinking of a different way to be creative. And the book is so beautifully done too. It's like the illustrations and it's so colorful. That's all Steph. My illustrator, she's badass. They're beautiful. I know that my kids like thumbing through it. It's like a book for adults, but it's also like for kids as well. It is. Well, listen, I think when you go back to think about it, when you guys are at the store and you're not getting the things like you have to like, oh, I need to get, I had, you have your shopping lists. Isn't it funny? The things that you're not shopping for that pop out at you on the shelves. Oh Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. That's what kind of why this cover was like, ooh, what is this? I don't know if it does it, but that was kind of like the goal to be like, wait, what is that? So what do you guys like? I mean, the holidays are here. Do you have anything creative that you want to do that you're like planning on doing that you like fantasize about doing? Like, I like to help people. So like, can we use this maybe as like a minute to like, is there something you want to do that I can help you with? Well, you know, one thing that I would like to do, we already, we've been hanging up. I taught him how to do the snowflakes where you fold the paper and you cut the, make the angles on the paper. It's yeah. so fun. So we're hanging them up all over the living room. We can't string cranberries or popcorn because <laughs> we have a dog. <laughs> Unless we did not really high, I guess, but he's very... Uh, Jumpy. It's a no-go for taco. <laughs> it's a no-go for taco. But one thing I would like If you have any tips, I want to give him a tree for his room, but without, and I thought about like going to Sal's or something like that, but it'd be really fun to have him help me create a tree for his room. It could be on his desk or on the floor. The dog doesn't go in there, whatever, but maybe using stuff around the house would be awesome. I just haven't had a chance to focus on that yet. Do you have any tips? Hot tips? Hot tips. Hot tips. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you could do like a felt tree on the wall. (gasps) Yes. And you could do, I mean, you could do that just so you save it year after year and you can do like the little felt ornaments. I mean, that's like something, I mean, P.S. You can also buy that, like just like keeping it real. You know, sometimes you buy, sometimes you DIY, right? (laughs) Um, Um, Also, isn't there one, like a little tree you can do where you take a paper towel roll? What is that one where you cut down it into strips and then bend them out and then put another one on the inside? 
Something like you that. can totally do that. Well, I didn't know how big you wanted to go. I, di- I didn't know if like you want. Um, it could be tabletop. It could be tabletop. Let's be real. Tabletop. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, you guys, you know, it's fun. Also, you can literally take a cone. I mean, this, I guess, does require you to go to the art oh, store yeah. if you want to like 3D to get one of those like cone foam things and you guys can glue all around it. Like you can like find something cool. You can do anything from like peppermints and going around. I mean, or you can literally take a piece of cardboard and like let them paint it and then punch holes in it. And then you can add little and you can actually hook ornaments onto the holes if you punch holes. That's really sweet. That's a good idea. I mean, I don't know. It's all about where you feel like doing. That's what I say. Like the fact that you have the desire is great. It doesn't have to be a fancy tree. It can literally just be, you know, and he'll be happy by the way. He'll be stoked. Oh, he'll be so stoked. Just to have his own thing. He's in <laughs> at the age where he likes to have his own thing. Not He doesn't have to share the tree with anybody else. He's an only child. He has a lot of stuff on his own. But here we are. I, can I ask you a question? How do you feel about, because I have one and, you know, I grew up with my brother is 18 months older. And then we also have bonus siblings from my stepdad came with kids. So we have a big blended family, which I love. And, you know, there's a part of me that thinks I'm like, oh man, like even doing arts and crafts and projects, I'm like, I wish he had a sibling to do things with. I don't want to birth another child and have that responsibility. But I'm like, I mean, do you find that, do you ever fantasize about having like a different playmate type of thing? Is that just me? I do. You know, we talked about this on another episode as well, that sometimes I feel like I am the hashtag constant playmate. And it's really It can be taxing. It's also fun to know that like you're it like, all right, let's get in there. Let's do this. And then other times it's like, gee, I sure would like the relief pitcher to step in and save the game. You know, like I'd love to go put my feet up or start dinner or answer an email or whatever. But yeah, I do think about that. And he asks us sometimes, he just turned six. He asks us sometimes about not if, but when we'll be fostering a child, like literally foster. Like he knows it because we, he knows about foster pets. We had foster dog, a couple foster dogs. We had a foster cat. Then we adopted a dog. So he knows about fostering and adoption. He knows that it's also something that can really help kids out. Yeah. Who need a family. Oh, but I, I love yeah. that, that he, he understands that. It's cool that he understands it. It's also, and I know right now in our lifestyle, we can't, we don't have the opportunity to do that in our life maybe, but right now we don't, but it does get me thinking like, am I somehow taking away from his childhood by not doing it? He's so social. I know, but these are the doubts we have as parents, right? That like, no, I think about it too. And it's, it's nice to connect with someone who I'll, yeah, I just, I've been thinking about that. Like, I'm like, oh man, can't you just go play with someone else right now? Yeah. <laughs> great. He has a couple of friends down the street, which I'm grateful for. Just coming from someone who has to, it takes a while for them to eventually play together. You know, like I couldn't wait until my daughter was old enough to play with my son, but it, She's he's six and he's she's three. And it's just now that they're like able to play with each other and find, you know, a common ground to connect on. Yeah. Yeah. And the same things like even with these art projects, like sometimes I do art projects with them and the three year olds like, no, nah, thanks. I'm good. And my six year old, he's like me. He's like a little creative artist and he likes hands on creative stuff. And my three year olds like. Can you put on Gabby's Playhouse? I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's my biggest thing too. Is that that what this year has taught me as a parent? I've gone through a lot of like just because 
those, whether it be your own two children or different, or your friends' kids are different, doesn't mean you all have to do the same thing. And I think that's been a real takeaway for me for 2022 to look at my kid very individually, think like, how can I help you thrive? And I know we were talking a lot about the book because it is there to help kids thrive, but it is so specific for different kids who need things. Like some kids need that, like those bigger, gross motor. Like my son literally needs, like we play games where we make him like the burger and the sandwich. P.S. His last name is, his last name is Burger. But like we like are like, okay, you're the meat, you're the bun. He needs that like physical pressure and that calms him down. You know, that's my next book. P.S. I roughed (laughs) roughed up my kid, but what if that was a book? That would be uncomfortable. But maybe we need one now. But I, it is, I think arts and crafts. So the point is like arts and crafts and cooking is looked at as just such a like, oh, for the person who's like so talented, it can be dialed down to meet your kids where they are is the point. And you, and you, where you're at too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, not a question about it. I have high hopes all the time to doing things. And I've lowered my expectations for sure. I've needed to for me because I'm like, Oh, wait, no, yeah. like, do you want to try to stay yes. in the lines? Like, maybe we should try yep. it. And I'm like, it's hard. Okay. Just last night, my son had to do a yeah. project for, they're doing like states. And so he picked Georgia and I helped him out with it. And I had in my head, right, of how, because I'm, I'm a little, I like, give me arts and crafts every day. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I had in my head how this was going to go. I got him foam board. I had things printed out. We were like printing things out. And, and as he's doing it, he's like putting things on the paper. And I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't. And I was like, Blair, take a breath. Like this is his project. Oh, that's going to be me. That's yeah, that's me. It was really hard, but at the same time, it was nice to tell myself back up and then to see his own creativity just kind of like take hold. And I was like steering him in directions where I was like, okay, well, we don't want to cover up the entire outline of the state because then we can't see the shape of the state. So where could we put this? And he was like, actually, mom, he was like, maybe we should print out a smaller state bird so that that way it's not. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So it was like, it's awesome to like get into the mushy brain stuff of your kid and see them do it and like have it as well. Like have that arts and craftsy part about myself, but then like step away from it and just be like, all right, dude, what do you got going on? What can you do that I can learn from? Yeah, that's amazing. And I feel like that's something that that is going to challenge me. and It's going to be tough for me. You know, he's on, only in preschool now, but I mean, Halloween, don't even get me started. I mean, that's my Super Bowl and <laughs> I go big. I go really, really big. And he is having such a Super Mario phase. P.S. like he actually doesn't play the game. We don't have a Nintendo, but he's obsessed with it, all the things. And so we wanted to be Bowser. And let me just say, he had the most legit Bowser costume. I bet he did. Guess who didn't want to wear it? And I was like, put classic Bowser, go to get the picture. And it was so frustrating that I just like, and I didn't get the picture and I didn't get the this and I didn't have the, and and I was so frustrated that I just had to say, F it. Like those lessons are good. I mean, they are good and I'm going to have a lot of them. So I appreciate you saying that too, because I know that is going to be something for me. You'll pick them wanting to do their own thing over the fight, you know? Yeah. And yeah, totally. And making the Bowser costume, but just knowing that you're not, you know, you're going to get one picture out of it and then that's going to be it. Yeah. 
Or he's going to change his mind at the last minute. My son is like, no, I think I'll be sports guy. What is sports guy? He just put on a football jersey and a hockey helmet. That was it. I mean, I'm only saying, like, if Wiley said, I want to be sports guy, <laughs> nothing would make him more happy. Sport, like, that's like his sports guy. Like, that would make him so Sweet. happy. <laughs> well, like we said, every kid is so different. But I truly think, and I can say, this book is for everyone. It has something for everyone. So everybody go out there and look for Erica Domasek's P.S. We Made This. It's on shelves now. Or where can they find you? Do you have handles that they can look for? or Just at PSI Made This. Oh, great. At PSI Made This. Perfect. And the website, oh, PS, it started as a website, I should say. Just PSIMadeThis.com. PS We Made This is the book, but PSI Made This is the website and all the things. And um, yeah, it's fun for me to help people. I get people who slide into my DMs, mostly for holidays. I get, I make like holiday helplines and people slide into DMs and ask me questions and, and nothing makes me happier than helping people solve, uh, parents help them solve their issues. So, and every year, I know we talked, just talked about Halloween. I like take on about one or two different people and I help them create their elaborate (laughs) and unique costume for their kid, which is fun. Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) I wish I had a personal arts consultant for my sports guy. Well, I mean, that one you don't need help, but (laughs) it's fun. I mean, I don't do what I do to say, hey, look at me, look how creative I am. Or like, you know, it's not like, hey guys, so I made this today. I truly do it to help people. And that's the truth. 100%. And that's what the book is about is if I can help a parent. I think also just we've said a lot of things about parents. I just want to say that this is also a great resource for grandparents. You're dropping your kids off, dropping your kids off. What are we going to do with grandma and grandpa? It's like, well, let's pick a project today. Keep a book there. Babysitters show up with the book. You know, I think that fun ants keeping the, you know, I do think that, a lot of different, you know, adult figures they, and people who help out with kids, they come in different shapes and sizes, right? So it can look like different things. It doesn't just have to be about a parent, but it's a real great resource if you interact <laughs> with kids to have. Anytime, anytime. Come on back. Awesome. We love it. Thank you so much for being here, Erica. You rule. We'll be right back. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. That was a good one. Ah, we are back from taking a quick break and thinking about all the ways that we can be creative. Listen, I often, you know, Erica made such a great point of, I often just like put so much pressure on myself to like have it, make it nice, you know, like make it nice, gotta make it nice. Or I just like completely say like, I'm not doing this because I can't make it nice enough or I don't have the things. But she made such a great point. Just like, just do it with what you got and go for it. And it's not about us. It's about them. Yep. You have even said that in a previous pod about our takeaways from 2022. And your exact takeaway, Blair, was I'm lowering my expectations on myself and my kids. Take them downtown. Manage them. No more. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that is a good reminder. I have to tell you something. And I didn't say this with Erica on the line because I was too embarrassed. But I'm not kidding, with one or two days ago, what is today? I don't know. Two days ago, we went to a workshop at one of our favorite local craft studios here, which my son loves. I love my husband loves. And he was making salt dough ornaments. You remember those dough ornaments you'd make, but do not eat them. Everybody, does every kid try them? Yes. Yes. Will you ever forget the taste of that salt dough? No. The minute you said salt dough, I was like, Bleh. Yes. Yes, same. <laughs> same. So he's making those. And my husband took a picture to send to the grandparents and stuff of him working on them. And I am in the photo. Why? Because I'm helping him scrape the dough off the side of the bowl. Because I'm helping him do a hole on the top of each ornament. And I saw that picture moments after he took it, of course, because of modern technology. And I was like, oh, I need to back away like put down the Mm. scalpel the art scalpel i don't know what you call them (laughs) knife art knife and back away slowly and that's what i did because in my head i was like oh i'll just help him oh i'll just help him and it's like why 
what am I doing? Like, let's set it up to, let's get messy. Like, yeah. So your ornament doesn't have a hole. BFD. BFD. I know. What is it? What is it? It's like these unwritten rules that we follow. And especially when it comes to arts and crafts of all times and places, like arts and crafts, time, got to follow the rules. <laughs> that statement in and of itself. A hole. Yeah. We all know ornaments need holes. We all know. We know, you know, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And I think part of it is like limited time. Like we're just like trying to get to the next thing. So we're like, you know what? I'll just do it. Or you know what? I'll just help him with this. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like if his dough is too wet because he didn't scrape the sides of the bowl to get all the little powdery pieces off. Well, then didn't we learn a lesson that next time we'll have to scrape the bowl? Like who was it that I just heard? I can't remember now. I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes. But some rich person, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, said that he has never, his quote was something to the effect of, in my life, I have never lost. I've either won or I've learned. Oh, okay, Molly. Coming with the hotness. Yeah, I wish it was me. Yeah, it was awesome. I wish it was my quote. Will I claim it as my own? Yeah, probably. But yeah, I've ne- I have never had any losses in my life. I've either won or learned. I loved that. And I was like, damn, okay, 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 fair, 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 fair. And that's what arts and crafts are there for. And like you said, Blair, during the interview, one of the things you liked were, in this book, P.S. We Made This, are those notations on each of the pages, on each of the sections of the amount of learning that is happening inside your kid's brain while they're doing crafting, while they're making a recipe with you, while you're figuring out what to do with those bag of 43 toilet paper rolls, you know, and you you figure something out. Why? Because you're already in that state that your brain is already in that state of, we can do something with this. We could do something with this. What can we do? Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, this is like something that I just... This is going to sound really weird, but this is like, I'm also sick. Just P.S. There is a virus going around the Northeast and everyone in my family has it. My husband is down and I now have it. I am making it through. But your brain is soup. I just want to let you know. My brain is soup. And I wanted to let our listeners know why I sounded so sexy. Yeah, I was going to say, just because of your sex appeal. It's just... You're welcome. I feel like sometimes when I'm doing like arts and crafts or when even when we're doing like homework or whatever, whenever I'm working with my kid, I always feel like this is going to sound so nuts. I feel like their brain is pausing to like learn, whereas like mine is going. I know what I'm doing because I know because I've been here. I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. I know how to put a hole in an ornament. I know how you know what I mean? Like I know how to like Mm -hmm. write my letters correctly, which I say all the time. I've done first grade already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know what I mean? I forget that like my six and three-year-old, they're coming up in the moment with their own ideas about what's going on in the moment. I forget that. They're not following these dumb rules that we have. They're literally just like sitting there with their eyes open, taking this in. And they're like, oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. This is how, oh, this is how I would want to do it. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, this is how you should be doing it because these are the rules. So the thing I love the best about this night, my takeaway from this episode was that you're right. You don't need a Michael's closet as much as my husband would like us to have a closet full of Michael's things. I would love that. And he's really good about having like crafting supplies on hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All we need is my mudroom that's already filled with Amazon boxes that need to be broken down and put into the recycling. <laughs> there it is. One of those boxes can be, yeah, that can be the brick oven pizza box that we decorate and then play. Mm-hmm. There's so many advantages to the creativity and the play that follows. And um, I'm just going to simplify it. I love the idea of just make, keeping it simple, just finding little prompts for creativity throughout your day whenever you can and whenever you need it. 
right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For something to do. And Erica's book is so creative and so beautifully laid out. It's really lovely. Your kids are going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to get great artistic ideas from it as well as recipes. Oh, it's great. Just filled with awesome, awesome stuff. And as she said, it's a great gift opportunity for if your parents or your, you know, the grandparents of your kid take care of them. Great birthday present. Great grandparents day present. Valentine's Day present. Whatever you want to do. New parent present. Yeah, we really enjoyed. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's a great one, Blair. Thank you. I'm full of them. You're welcome. Me and my PC. <laughs> Thank you to Erica Domasek for being here. She was awesome. Go out and buy her book, P.S. We Made This, available now. And we'll see you next time on Toddler Purgatory. Take it easy, y'all. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.